0: Well, it seems like uh, every day we get a few more signs that we're getting back to normal. I was looking at the latest numbers that came out on employment. And employment was way up last month through the ADP, the private survey, 170,000 jobs were added to travel and leisure. That's because we're beginning to move around again. This ought to be great news for Rob Hayes, the CEO and president of Ashford Hospitality Trust. They own the buildings that you stay in, whether you're in... Ritz-Carltons, or the Churchill in Washington D.C., or lots of Hiltons and Hyatts and Marriotts. And Rob Hayes joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Thanks, David. I appreciate
0: it. So, so is that your sense? Is is that uh, these these hotels are are filling back up again? Because they sure are. You know, looking for employees again.
1: They are. They are starting to fill back up. It, what's been interesting, though, it, it's really market by market. Uh, we have assets that are in nearly 30 states across the U.S. and there's certain states particularly farther south and warmer markets that are as full as they've ever been and we're trying to get employees back and we're still probably running 70 percent of the employee load that we had prior to COVID so we're not all the way back yet Mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of northern markets uh, and markets like Philadelphia or Chicago or Minneapolis or Seattle that are still 30 to 40% down from an occupancy standpoint relative to 2019. But, so but you know this
0: sounds like the shift that we were that we've been hearing from the uh, airline executives we've been talking about Southwest Airlines and you know Gary Kelly and others is that sort of warm weather mountains leisure destinations are are more attractive and and, and maybe the, the the corporate travel the business travel isn't back yet.
1: Uh, I think that's right but I even think that's a little regional as well is that we're seeing business travelers in these southern markets particularly Texas and Florida Nashville those sorts of markets are are getting back on the road but hasn't come back are the large big groups the big conventions are probably still another year or two away but they're in the northern markets where they just haven't opened up as as quickly business travel is a little bit more sluggish so it's it's been interesting because we have across our 120 hotels You see hotels that are the best they've ever been and hotels that are close to the worst they've ever been and it's it's been interesting to try to manage that before we've never really had to underwrite. municipality risk before right you normally just you're underwriting general recessions of the economy, in this case, you can have the economy doing uh, you know similarly but. Uh, certain markets just really struggling relative to others. That's
0: fascinating. Tell me about the playing field. I mean, first of all, it's nice to be talking to you today because, you know, there was a, about a year or so ago, we thought they were going to probably bankrupt all the REITs and, and managers and operators and there wouldn't be any hotels to stay in. What's the playing field like? Was there a big coal through this? Well,
1: you know, we ourselves got pretty close to uh, some bankruptcy issues ourselves with, with a lot of other hotel owners. Yeah. Uh, we fortunately, managed to navigate our way through it and the recovery came back, I think a little bit quicker than we were anticipating. Although the, these Delta waves and Omicron waves have, have put a little bit of a hitch in that. But generally what happened is that people there weren't really as many distressed opportunities as people were hoping, I think they were thinking this was more like the financial crisis which we obviously went through you know 15 years ago and. And trying to see that people were going to losing their homes losing their businesses and the reality is just the the movement of of what the, the Federal Reserve did and what the government did and the PPP loans. It kept people afloat and there just weren't as many distressed opportunities as as people thought there were.
0: Well, and, and going into this, I mean, there was a sense that that in many areas we were over hotel, that there were just too many hotels out there.
1: Uh, absolutely. And that's the the God bless them. The developers of hotels, they can't help themselves <laughs> right? as long as they can get the money they're going to build it yeah. whether it makes sense or not so us existing hotel owners go crazy cuz they build one right next to it when you have a hotel that's struggling but i think you are going to see on the heels of all this that supply growth uh, it's going to be a few years probably 3 or 4 years before supply growth can get back to the levels that it was pre-covid and so i think there's a little bit of a tailwind for existing hotel owners for at least the next 3 to 5 years
0: you know i your business is i have found for me, anyway, more complicated than I would have thought. You know, you always thought that, you know, oh, look, Hilton's putting up a hotel on that corner. Well, it's a Hilton flag that's operated by somebody else that's turned around and owned by still somebody else. There may be three entities tied that's up. Right. Tied yeah, up that's and- absolutely,
1: yeah, that's absolutely right. For example, we own the Hilton in downtown Fort Worth. Right. That's right there by the convention center. But that's a hotel that we've owned for 30 years. And uh, when we first bought it, uh, I think at some point it was a Hyatt, and then it became a Radisson, and then we converted it to a Hilton. And it's something that it's a franchise agreement with Hilton. But yes, our we have then have an affiliated property management company called Remington that operates it and that's the employees of the hotel. And so people see Hyatt and Hilton and Marriott names on their on the buildings, but don't realize that Hilton and Hyatt and Marriott own almost no hotels. And people like us do. And then, yes, sometimes those brands may operate them, but most of the time they're franchised and, and there's people like us running them.
0: And then the, recently they've all had babies. <laughs> there's there's specialty and they're downsized to their boutiques. And what was that? Cujo, I think, is one. I think you've got one of those brands and Sheraton has W's and 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 I guess micro tuning or fine tuning the the appeal of the hotel. Yeah, they're
1: trying to really distinguish and, and isolate certain types of guests and certain types of demand. And so I think Marriott now owns well over 30 brands You know that once they b- uh, bought Starwood a few years ago. And so they've continued to hone in on this sort of segment and this sort of business traveler and this sort of millennial. And the, the debate we have is, as owners is, does it actually make that much of a difference or are they is it over precise and it's just a, a good excuse to create a new brand mm. so they can build some more hotels so that's there's a healthy debate in our industry over that but at the same time we do own uh, a lot of different brands everything from like you said you know ritz carlton's and w's to hilton hilton garden Inns and hampton Inns and embassy suites and everything in between and, and we do see that there are obviously very different types of travelers and you're, you're trying to, to cater to them uh, but i think the brand uh creation process has probably spiraled a little bit out of control
0: but but the affinity programs have it right i mean that's the dominant player i i i talked to you just talk to business travelers who who just wouldn't say anybody would have Marriott. oh no i've got so many Marriott points and i took the family on vacations and this and that you wouldn't be i wouldn't be caught dead at any place where i couldn't get Marriott points or uh, no, and
1: those are extraordinarily powerful. And that as you said, those are one of the main drivers of of particularly business travel and and a lot of leisure travel. And that's why most of our portfolio is Marriott and Hilton branded and and to a lesser extent, Hyatt branded properties, because those reward programs are just dominant, they just are. And so if you had two identical buildings, one had a, a, a Marriott flag on it, and the other was some, you know, brand you've never heard of, you could have the exact same everything in that building, but that Marriott is going to be worth significantly more than the other, just because of the ability to drive customers to that that property.
0: All right, so so you're you're dealing in in the real estate. Do you are you building new real estate right now? I mean, it seems like everybody's building. All these developers are building mixed use projects and and they all have to have a hotel in there to go along with the retail and the office and and everything else but are are you buying existing properties are you you building new
1: we're doing both we historically have predominantly been buying existing though the the company in its you know predecessor form you know 30 40 years ago did a lot of development but for example we're involved in the in the development of a new lay meridian that's going into uh, downtown Fort Worth right next door to our our Hilton. So there is some development that we're doing, though, on the heels of covid. There's still some hesitancy by banks and other financial institutions to yeah. lend into to uh, lend into development. And so that's really the, uh, the the issue that people are trying to get through is can they get financing for it or not?
0: So are you? So t- tell me where you are on, on a corporate stance right now. What are you telling the analyst? Are you, are you, are you one Delta or Omicron or variant away from, you know, <laughs> having to pull in your heels again? Or are you pretty confident going forward? Well, we're pretty
1: confident going forward. We you know we had to take a little bit of pain the past eighteen months in terms of restructuring our company, yeah. raising capital. Uh, we converted a bunch of our preferred holders to common, uh, and a lot of it was very difficult for us in some ways we did a an out of court bankruptcy restructuring without actually having to file bankruptcy uh and so it was uh, a necessary process but as a result our company's in a much better place we're very healthy uh, and so now we're moving pivoting from uh, defensive mode to offensive mode and looking for opportunities we've got a few things in the work that i think are pretty interesting and then and, and the recovery really is starting to come back more aggressively uh than what we are anticipating and so in many industries this inflationary environment is uh, a headwind in our case it's a huge tailwind because we have one night leases we can reprice our hotels every single night and so that's something where if inflation continues to go you're going to see us continue to push
0: rates I, i i hadn't really thought about that but that's right i mean you're not you've got some people that are booking ahead but not that far ahead
1: that's right no we we are the most volatile of all real estate property types because we have the shortest lease duration. Right. If you're an office building, you might have ten year leases. Well we have one night leases. And that means it's great on the way up and it is brutal on the way down. Yeah,
0: yeah. But 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 by the same token, at least right now, you're you 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 should be a good leading indicator, especially in these these vacation properties that you own and and you're seeing some advance advanced reservation activity.
1: Yes, we do. Uh, I'd say the booking window, as we call it, is, is shorter than it used to be. Uh, people are, are, are booking shorter to their, closer to their vacations and trips than they used to, but we're still getting good data. And what we saw is that Omicron really troughed out, I guess, in, uh, in the second half of January. And since then, numbers have continued to get stronger and stronger. And now that we're getting into the warmer months and getting into the spring and summer travel, Things look very, very strong for for travel uh, across the U.S. So we're very excited about that.
0: That's great. Look, we all look forward to getting out there and earning some points. I'm I'm ready. Rob Hayes is CEO and President of Ashford Hospitality Trust. It's good to spend some time with you. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, David. I appreciate your time.
0: And I and I heard a tease in there. You said you're working on some. Some interesting things, so we'll be back in touch when when those uh, come to fruition, okay? Sounds good. Sounds like All
1: a plan. Right.
0: All right, for more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.